I consider myself a bond servant of Christ. I'm a slave. It's kind of funny, right? You know, when Lee was talking about when Lee was talking about the angels or the that low pitch and and that summoning of the angels, the only thing that was going off as me is going off in me is that's the sound I listen for to say, now I put on the full armor of God. When the intercessors, when the watchmen on the wall announce announces there's an invading army, then it's time, ooh, hashanda, then it's time for the soldiers to gear up. Gear up and go to war. Okay? Hallelujah. All right, um, I'm going to just kind of get off into a couple definitions. Um, I'm going to spin my wheels a little bit, but just to let you know that... Um, the Vines Dictionary says about intercession, it talks about to collide with. Intercessor, intercessors often, like right here on the floor, collided with something. It ran right into a stronghold of the enemy and tore it down straight away. It collided. It was overpowered. It was overcome. It means to encroach upon. In other words, an intercessor will feel the, the invasion of the army and go out and encroach upon their territory. Vines also says it means to drive in or to strike up against. There's always this word or this idea from vines that intercession is an unseen battle. It is, it is a violent battle. It comes with collision. It comes with striking the enemy. My wife would always say sometimes, she hasn't told me this in a while, but I quit asking her. Oh, by the way, you know, when you said you weren't sure that you were 100% sure what you discerned, but you weren't dis discerning? Yeah, you remember what you, well, I emailed you in an intercessory questionnaire. <laughs> Just want to let you know your pastor's checking up on you. Strong says to invade, to, to invade, there it is, the very first word out of Strong's has to do with a battle, an army, a, colli a collision, striking one another. It's a strike. It's violent. It also means to stand in between or come in between something. Come in between it, not to allow it to happen. I stand in the gap. And I war for it. It means to entreat or to meet together. When, they, when I talk about to meet together, I mean the intercessor meets together with Jesus, the chief intercessor, and goes into what I call partnering. Intercession is the word to pray. But it also means to make, to be a peacemaker. You're there to make peace after the war is done. The person that you were tra travailing for, the church that you were travailing for, once the breakthrough happens, there's peace with God. There's peace with God. The complete word dictionary, the complete word study dictionary, says the verb is to meet, to encounter, and to reach. To meet with God, to encounter God, and to reach out with God. To reach out, to reach. The intercessor is reaching these places where the Spirit of the Lord needs to go, where he wants you to go. 
It could simply mean just to meet with God. All of that. In other words, everything, the collision, the striking, all this stuff. Intercession is basically, once you meet with God in intercession, it's on. It's on. And whatever the Lord, remember, he is the Lord of hosts. He is the leader of God's army, Jesus. So, sometimes it has to do with meeting with hostility. Where it is usually rendered to fall upon. When an intercessor, when an intercessor falls to the ground like happened. What happened there? There was hostility in there. God was judging. Something was moving to fall upon. Intercessors could convey the concept of meeting with a request or entreaty. Now here's, now the de definitions are out there. I want to submit something to you. Intercessors or intercessions first function is to push back darkness. It's a pushing. I call it a tug of war. And this is what I found out as I've watched, interviewed, talked to all of that, the intercessors. The first one that quits loses. It's either the kingdom of light or the kingdom of darkness. So in other words, intercessor, just don't log your hour and go home. Learn what the early church, these back in the 1940s, learned to pray through. The second, in the classical Greek and in the Hebrew, the word came to mean to send an official petition to the king. That's what an intercessor is doing. An intercessor is not only partnering with Jesus in a conflict or in what God needs done, but there's also a petition being registered with the Father in the courts of heaven. An official petition. And that petition is being seen in that travail. It's being heard by the Father. The definition is to approach or to appeal to someone against a third person. That's what happens. I'm filing a petition. I'm in a conflict with the enemy. And as the extra biblical writings, the Apocrypha, the definition means to petition or to complain about an enemy encroaching on the king's territory. You know, when your church is full of intercessors, you don't have to worry about if there's a spiritual attack. You don't have to, as a pastor, you don't have to look for spiritual attack. The intercessors will notify you. The intercessors will be sounding off. They'll be going after something because their job is they're that watchman on the wall. They're the first line of defense. They're the one that is actually sounding the alarm. They're the first into battle. Therefore, a travailing intercessor is a representative in an area prayerfully filing official petitions in the courts of heaven. It's what you're doing. It's what you're doing, intercessors. This isn't just some whale and travail show. <laughs> well, my wife made you laugh. It's, a, it's an official. You are a, 
An intercessor, the church needs to understand an intercessor is God's representative. Matter of fact, that intercessor, let me restate, that intercessor is actually Jesus himself a representative. Whoa, oh. And the father gets the petition of the intercessor. There's an invading army. I, I just got to do this, guys. I, I, oh, how the church has fallen. How we look at intercession and how we look at the gifts of the Spirit and how we want this easy gospel. And there's no righteousness and truth in any of that easy stuff. The righteousness and the truth is in that Bible and what that Bible says to do. There is no excuse or any leeway on what that Bible says. It is what it is and it will do what it does. So this petition was taken by a courier. Not only are you partnering with Jesus, but it's as if the also the, the spirit of the intercessor is now carrying personally that petition to the Father. The battle is with Jesus. The striking and the pushing back and all that is here. But when my wife says the spirit is searching, not only is it in war, but there's, because your spirit under the spirit of God can go anywhere and everywhere the Holy Spirit wants to take it. He can have you in multiple places in the world because he's God. The third definition here is to stand against. When you read in your Bible in Ephesians chapter 6, verse 10, when Paul says, and when I've done all that I can do, I stand. In other words, I'm going to go into travail. Go ahead, Brother John, read that Isaiah 55 and 11. 53, there we go. Amen. Amen. So open your Bibles to Ephesians chapter 4, verse 11. We're going to read 11, 12, and 13. Ephesians 4. And it was he who gave some to be apostles, some to be prophets, some to be evangelists, and some to be pastors and teachers, to prepare God's people for works of service, so that the body of Christ may be built up until we all reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God and became mature, attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. Well, here we go again. I've even, ha I've even tried this, and I didn't like it when I did it. If you're a pastor, a teacher, an apostle, or a prophet, why in the world would you have intercession kicked out of your assembly and sent to a private room? Why would you do it? I didn't like it when I did it, and it didn't last very long because I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. You just got to turn the mic up and preach over them. 
You need to understand something supernatural is happening in the congregation. Something needs to happen. They said, well, that's not order. Well, they take it up with the Holy Spirit. Now, people will say, well, travail or intercession is like the prophetic word being subject to the prophets. But I don't see that in the word of God. I don't see it in there. I understand that prophecy is subject to the prophet. In other words, the prophet can hold the word. Sometimes the intercessor can't hold back God. Try him. Try it. Let me see how far you get. Go ahead and wrestle with God. See if you don't walk with a limp the rest of your life. It doesn't work wrestling with God. It doesn't work removing God from the church. I, I, don't, I don't get this stuff. But that's me. Intercessors must be welcomed. The anointing of intercession into their lives and the surrender to him is valuable. The fivefold ministry must let it happen. It must happen every day. It must happen every day. You just don't send a watchman up on the wall just to watch once a week. The anointing of travailing intercession will fill us. It will fill the intercessor with wisdom and knowledge. You know what I really enjoy about I, I don't get to talk to too many intercessors that actually can come up with me, come up to me, and share wisdom and revelation with me. And I understand the problem. It's not the intercessor. It's the five-fold ministry not accepting it. That's why, I think, that's why I send a questionnaire. Oh. You live with me. I could just have you fill it out at the house. <laughs> the five-fold ministry needs to support the anointing of intercession. We need to understand that intercession is an anointing. You know, in, in, like my wife said, you know, we go, to, we go to a lot of prayer meetings and there are very few times I can ever say amen. Normally I have to just sit there and go, you can't agree to that. Not going to say amen to that because it's birthed out of the flesh. It's birthed out of what I see, what I hear, what I whatever. It has nothing with the throne of grace. Listen. When the power of God starts to invade your church, after the intercessors have laid this foundation of repentance and a cry to God for mercy, when that starts to happen and God starts to pour out and you start to see people come to the altar and lay under the power of God and repent their hearts out, then the intercessors might shift a gear. They can go up, next cloud up. It is essential that intercessors have intimacy with the Holy Spirit to experience his travailing intercession. In that travailing intercession that looks to those that don't do, it looks like chaos. However, to that intercessor, it is the most intimate thing they will ever experience until they stand before the king. And when they stand to Jesus in their complete, in their completeness, in the new man, then they'll have real intimacy. But until then, that's as intimate as it gets. Here's the problem with intercessors. The number one problem I find with intercessors and prayer warriors you unruly bunch. 
They don't have enough, uh, they don't have enough spiritual warfare training to do what God's calling them to do. They need to be fully equipped. They need to prepare. This is a war. Why don't they slug it out with some demonic spirits and get their intercessory gift trained? Look at Martha. She uses that gift in there. My wife walks in there. She don't, my wife doesn't ever says, come out. I'm like, whoa, where'd that come from? She travails it out. They travail it out. Intercessors need to be equipped in spiritual warfare. There's this what I call this false authority syndrome with intercessors. With these, these intercessors, as John Paul Jackson would put, these special prayer warriors that feel that they can just do anything they feel like based on Luke, uh, Luke 10. 19, when it says, I have given you authority to trample on serpents and scorpions and over the, all the power of the enemy. I go, that is, that is a true scripture. It is written that way and it is that way. However, your authority is in your training. I don't get it. I heard the audible voice of God the very first time I felt, I, the very first time I encountered a demon. That oil from heaven came down all over me and my eyes popped open and I go, oh my gosh, 90% of everybody in the room is demonized. And that was over 20 some years ago. It's probably 99% now. It's not your, that's not your problem with people. When you have problem with people, you have problem with demonization. That's free information, okay? All right, so quit looking at the person and look at the kingdom of darkness. Get your heart right first. Have you ever heard these intercessors? I rebuke all spirits of torment and fear because I have peace through the blood of Jesus, according to Colossians 1 and 20. I rebuke all spirits of torment, you know how long it would take you? It would take you hundreds of lifetimes to go through that list of all the different torments that mankind suffers with. You got to list them all if you were going to rebuke them all. Because what does the word rebuke mean? It means to reprimand from, for wrong. What they did, reprimand the king, the, the demons for what they've done wrong. Tell them. Jesus just said, I rebuke, you know, people just say, well, Jesus just rebuked the demons and they came out. He sure did. After he went through their laundry list, because you need to look at the word rebuke. You need to be a study of the word. I'm talking about intercession. Have you ever heard an intercessor say, I rebuke Satan? I want to get up and leave the room immediately. Because I'm thinking, here comes the fallen with fury. I read, you know, this little book about routing demons. Stuck it in my wife's hand and she starts going. She felt nauseated, dizzy, all the things that I list in my book series about how fallen angels make you feel when they're in the room. I will arise and thresh and beat the enemy into pieces according to Micah 4, 13. Sounds real churchy. But it's in other words, it's false authority. How are you going to beat anything? Isn't it Christ in you that beats it? Just saying. I close the door to every demonic rat. Really? Rat. According to Isaiah 66, 17. That would attempt to come into my life. Be muzzled. In the name of Jesus. I give you the, necks, the neck of my enemies and I will destroy them in Jesus' name. I will, I will, I will. An intercessor. 
a, tra a trained, travailing intercessor you, does not have the word I in their vocabulary. It's Jesus. That's who they call to. The intercessor. The only intercessor. The intercessor that is in them, interceding through them. Ezekiel 22, 30 says this, And the prophet says on behalf of God, listen, on behalf of God, I look for anyone to repair the wall and stand in the gap. Anyone. Anyone. Any intercessor will do. Anyone. Any intercessor will do. Just answer the call. Come to Jesus and say, Father, move on me. Move on me as you did Nehemiah. And have me rebuild this wall. Let me stand in the gap. God is looking to repair the church. That's the wall, the church. It's wide open to the kingdom of darkness. Stand in the gap for me, God says. You stand in the gap and represent me. Because I'm the God of heaven and earth. And stand there on behalf of me, for me, on behalf of the land. Stand there for me, on behalf of the land. So I would not have to destroy it. How many church splits do we have to go through? How many disgruntled pastors have to quit? How many churches does the saints have to go to before they find an intercessory crew that the, that the people of God can come in and rest? I'm telling you, there was this lady, not I mean, years ago, but it sure awoken me in a very powerful way about intercession. Martha and all, Darla and, and Bree and my wife, they were all travailing at the altar, travailing. They were in a big circle. My wife, my wife would say, the Holy Spirit would say, get everybody in a circle. But you know why, you know why in a circle? Because a circle is the most strong, it is the strongest form out there. Not square, not triangle, circle. Because you get there, it, 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 there's something about how it disperses weight. It, the, when an intercessory group is in a circle, it is being dispersed. Not one intercessor is carrying the whole load. The whole group is under. And they went and this lady came down. Oh, Pastor Bros, you know, we, we brought this lady. She's got stage four cancer. And she walked in there and she starts walking like this. She walked in the sanctuary because we used to have 20 or 30 intercessors that would come and travail hours before the meeting you remember and they would come in and the presence of God would be so thick in here and people would come in here walking like this they would walk like this and that stage four cancer came down and the Holy Spirit says don't touch her take her to the intercessors and put her in the middle of the circle that woman laid on the floor for two two and a half hours I preached around her She was instantly healed of stage four cancer. She had been a crack addict for a long time. Her teeth were rotten away. When she got up, she had pearly whites. Gold teeth, too. Don't tell me. Don't tell me about intercession. Don't tell me. Don't tell me about intercession. I've studied the gift. I, I sleep with the gift. I'm talking about my wife. I'm just clarifying. I saw Pastor Keith get... I'm like, give me that microphone, my senior pastor. We're going to go and have an interview. That's what I got him over there for. 
There's an absence of spiritual leadership and intercession in the church today. The intercessors, there's very few intercessory leaders in the church. This is crazy, but it's true. There's many intercessors, but there's very few trained intercessors. Oh, I know that position. I know that sound. I know what you're calling for. I can, I can partner with that. I get it. Very few. Hopefully, you guys, this might be my new way of preaching. <laughs> because I, something happened to me this morning. You know what? Moses in his day stood in the breach of the wall before the Lord to intercede for his people and to, this is Psalms 106, 23. To intercede for his people to instruct them. Instruction comes from intercession. My wife taught it. To instruct them in the ways of the Lord as a leader. The intercessors are to approach the fivefold ministry. And they're supposed to say, Pastor, Apostle, Prophet, whoever you are. This is what, the, this is what we've been travailing for a week, a month, a year. And now God says, share it with you. And then you've done your job. Then you've done your job. But it's absolutely fruitless. Let me use that word instead of a little bit rougher word. It's fruitless to think that you can share things with someone that's not trained. It's fruitless. It's as if you're praying as an intercessor for revival for the church but that pastor wants nothing to do with it. You're in the wrong house. Or you're praying out of the flesh. One of the two. God can find no one to step in front and lead Judah here to repentance and a godly walk according to the covenantal stipulations. Intercessors will feel it. They'll feel the covenant of God. They'll feel this stuff. Very few intercessors can, can come to me and give me instructions that bears witness of the Holy Spirit. Very few. Because, to be honest, they're not taught. How can, how can an intercessor... I'm trying to figure out how to say this the best way. My wife wouldn't have the gift if it wasn't for my tenacity. I wasn't, I recognized it as the spirit of God. When Darla, I'm telling you, this, is, this will happen to pastors. Every one, every single one in that assembly, in that upper room, when Darla got into the position of childbirth, the Holy Spirit says, mm-hmm. That's Galatians 4, 17. Mm-hmm. Everybody else is going, how come you're not casting the witchcraft out of her? I'm going, I'm going, are you kidding me? That's the Holy Spirit. Don't you see what I see? From that incident, from that time, I decided to make my ministry a safe place for travail. I chose. I'll defend them all the way to heaven. All the way to heaven. Because I'm not going to, I'm not going to side with man against the Holy Spirit and his power. I can't do it. I can't do it. I don't care how bad it looks. I don't care what you think. You know, some people, some people Say, oh, Pastor Bruce, I need you to do this or need you to do that. And the Lord's going, it ain't going to work. So I just go ahead and appease them and it doesn't work. But I knew here it wasn't going to work, so I just walk away. Nothing happened. 
Nothing happens without God. But sometimes you have to appease people so that you don't offend. Intercessors have a difficult, they have a different mindset. I almost said difficult. <laughs> Look at Zena. Different, Zena is different, different. Different mindset, right, Catherine? Different mindset. Intercessors are different. They're different. But they're still, it's still Jesus in them. The gift is designed for the intercessor to touch the mind of Christ. That's what the intercessor does. The intercessor actually touches the mind of Christ. God wants to take, Jesus wants his mind to touch the intercessor's mind. And when that happens, I call it TNT. There's explosions. The minute that Jerry got prayed for, and this spirit, when the mind of Christ invaded the mind of an intercessor, down on the ground, they both went. The intercessors have no idea. Listen to me, you intercessors that call me up on the phone and, ah, ah, ah. <laughs> You're not on speaker. <laughs> and I'm holding the phone three arms distance away. I just said, ah. I think I'll go get a lemon water. <laughs> I'm telling on somebody. <laughs> oh, I gave yourself away. I didn't rat you out. It's so true. It's so true. Well, I'm doing really good on time. It's so true. Intercessors need leadership in the church. They can do this stuff to get to your to the pastors. Pastors go, I get you, I get you, I get you. Just let me have it when when it's all over with. <laughs> It's uh, 418, and the conference is over at 6. But I've got a long time, but I'm, I'm going I'm to be done here shortly. Listen. Intercessors, you need to understand. Uh, do I need to tell on Bree? That God wants to instruct you. And he wants to give you instruction. It's very, it's very, very important that you understand what you're travailing for. So let your, let your spirit, let your mind search. Your spirit searches, your mind looks into. A lot of times, you know, um, and, and how I know that is not only because my wife tells me, but words of knowledge and prophecy come the same way. The spirit of the Lord will come on you, and all of a sudden you can start going into uh, this movie in your mind, and you, and you understand that there's a woman two or three rows back that you need to go over and tell her everything's going to be okay. God's already got his eyeball all over it. Let it run its course. You travail. You intercede. You do what you need to do. Jesus will do what he needs to do. But he sends you people in the body of Christ that will, that will bring peace to a storm because it's hard. Where is that travailer? Get over here. Why are you going back over there? Some, Big John, would, would you go drag her by her heels if you have to? I'm telling you, 
intercessors. What's going to happen is I'm going to lose this meeting, okay? I already know it. I already know it. So don't be afraid to just start going after it, okay? God needs somebody. God needs somebody to stand up. Yeah. This what this is what should happen. This is what should happen. This is what should happen when the gospel is preached. The spirit moves. I refuse to shut down intercession. I refuse it. But just like Pastor Keith taught today, intercede with understanding. Search Jesus for understanding. Yeah. It's okay. That's why I tell intercessors, I should have a dress code for you. Sweats. That way I don't have to worry about you being uncovered. If you're a medium, it's extra, extra large. So nothing shows. Every f- intercessors, see intercessors have different mindsets. Intercessors can't be, they can't restrain the Holy Spirit. It's impossible to restrain the Holy Spirit. Like my wife taught last night, she's learned to turn the switch on and turn it off. But like she confessed last night, sometimes you just can't turn it off. And so, goes back there. Against pastor's orders. And comes back with understanding. You see? And I'm going to let it happen. Because it has nothing to do with her. She's just a vessel. Has nothing to do with us. Intercessors. Intercessors. If you will actually give yourself to to this gift. You have no idea what God will do through you. Oh, I got to repeat that because I didn't get a trigger. That should have triggered you. You have no idea what God will do through you. That's why Reinhard Bunke sends his intercessory, travailing intercessory team into a country six months in advance. Six months in advance because they're pushing back. They're moving the dark clouds out of the air. That had what my wife said about the dark clouds. Let me bring clarification. The second heaven. Pushing back the darkness here when she does this. Demonic activity. You have no idea what the Holy Spirit will do through, through a yielded inter- intercessor. You got to give yourself to it. You got to give to it. When you, when you feel those little bubbles wanting to come up, you just pop the cork and let it fly. All you're going to do, all you're going to do by restraining your intercession, it's like shaking a soda can. It's not going to stop. It's going to come out. The anointing of intercession. Go ahead. That's joy. Deliverance. And then joy. That's how it happens. The anointing of intercession can fill the travailer. Fill that travailer to the fullness. Sometimes that travailer is so full, their body rolls across the floor. I've seen it. Right here. Woo, woo, woo. 
And it's not because Jesus said, get down on the floor and roll. Oh, no, 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 no. God was just exercising the yo-yo. It's true. Oh, what I've seen intercessors do. There are new realms of intercessory prayer, travail, and tongues. By yielding to intercession, you will receive eventually different prayer languages. It's true. My wife has the Chinese version. That's the world thing. Asian. Asian dialect. That's for the world. There's other things. There's another one that she has. Travail will turn into praying in tongues, back to travail to praying in tongues, and then people will get healed. What deep travail does is to bring God's grace. That's what happens. God's grace comes. The goodness of God. Now, I want to pop everybody's bubble here. God is not always in a good mood. How can God be in a good mood about 150,000 people going to hell today? He can't be in a good mood about that. It's not right. It's not even, that's not even scriptural. Because if you, if you actually go to Romans 11 and 22, it talks about the goodness of God and the, what? I forget the word it's used, but the, the justice of God. Where God comes, he comes as a judge. That's why people say, oh, Brother Bruce, what are you doing up there? You're supposed to be releasing comfort and edification and all this stuff. Uh, that's not what I'm getting. Travail will take an intercessor to a new realm of faith. A new realm of faith. And authority. You know, intercessors need to understand the progressive ladder of authority in travail. There is a progressive ladder in any type of ministry. That progressive ladder in prophecy, in healing, in deliverance, you are promoted because you're trained and you're equipped and you've, you've extended, you've extended the sphere that you're operating on and God wants to say, okay, you have enough in this realm to be promoted to the next realm. That's how it happens. You can't, you know, these, uh, I just got to do it. These guys that want to promote mantles this and anointings that and come get your mantle, come get your anointing. Are you crazy? I know what the Bible says about it, but you can only give, God can only give it first and you can only pray for the qualified. So let, so let's, hey, John, let's, let's wait, let's wait for the proper time. Okay. Hey, John. Just stay right, stay right here, please. Just go ahead. We'll do this in a minute. Let me finish the message. I demand church order right now. I demand it. I'm not going to have the corporate anointing messed with. There's this uh, authority, and with the authority comes power. 
This is important. This is, I'm getting, I did my message all the way for this. Intercessors are shared secrets to the future. What God is going to do. What God plans. The intercessor gets the battle plan long before the five-fold ministry gets it. Why? Because I call intercessors secret assassins. They're the covert ops. They're already behind the scene. They're already, they're searching, they're seeking and destroying. They're already looking at the enemy and they're, they're making an assessment. They're spies to go in and spy out the land. So that the invading army of God can come in behind them. Oh, come on. Moving in authority and power. When the, when the intercessor receives the secrets of the future for whatever is shared with them, there is an authority and power attached to it. And the intercessor needs to be very, very careful not to share the secret. Because instantly the power will be broken. Instantly. And you never want to be around an intercessor that goes around sharing secrets. Because pride is right there. Pride is right there in your face. So, there's the secrets, there's the authority, there's the power for a future atmosphere. For a future atmosphere. Intercessors are shared. Well, I already got that one. Okay. And what happens? What happens? Intercessors are shared the secrets to the future. Moving in authority and power and travail. And they formulate the sounds that beckons God's kingdom to go into action. Go into action. Both in the unseen and in the seen. You can feel it. You can feel it. When you walk in, when I walked in Friday night, I could feel it. I said, oh my gosh, it's on tonight. It's on tonight. The, three more things. The anointing of travail is, is an existent, living, it is a living power. It is a living power. It is tangible. It always manifests the true realities of God's desire. Every time. Intercession is always manifesting God's desire every single time. If you're a true intercessor. The intercessor touched by the Holy Spirit sets in motion processes that are to be birthed in time. Now, I'm going down that prayer line last night, and I get right here into this chair, and there's Darla. She's standing right here, and the Holy Spirit says, Darla is pregnant. That's why she's travailing. She's pregnant. And he says, she's four months pregnant. And I said, you're pregnant. I, I didn't do a thing. I just said, and boom, she went down. She's pregnant with something. She's birthing something. I don't want to know. I don't want the enemy to know. But God would have never shared that with me if I wasn't supposed to speak that. And whatever she's going through right now, she needs to understand there is responsibility in child carrying. There's a responsibility that God's asking of her right now to, to carry this. 
to carry this. The intercessor touched by the power of the Holy Spirit sets emotions, processes that are to be birthed in time. Something is going to be birthed. And when it, and when it is, authority, power, atmosphere, uh, realities of God will be unleashed. Unleashed. And the last thing that I have for you tonight, and Big John, would you come up, please? Thank you for waiting, sir. Whether it is before, in the act of, the end, the intercessor experiences, and this is the most important thing I want you to get from this teaching. This is what the inner, whether it's before, in the act of, or afterwards, the intercessor experiences a holy reverence of God a holy reverence of God they feel him they feel the power do you know holiness is a power it is a power that is from the very nature of God the, the angels cry holy 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 they the angelic powers of some of the most highest angelic powers cry out to God when they look at him they go whoa holy 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 and the intercessor is feeling that the intercessor is experiencing that the intercessor is getting a piece of how holy God is I call it this this is what I call it this is what I know to call it today they are being touched by the glory realm the glory realm, where, where miracles happen, where the angels are partnering. There's no, there's no gift, there's nothing. It's the glory, oh, I feel the Holy Ghost dropping in this place right now. It, the, it, the, there's a gift, there's this holy realm, this realm where the glory is. Glory is in holiness. That's why God says, be holy, for I'm holy. Why? Because I want to unleash the glory realm on you. Where you walk by and you go, oh, boom, get up off the mat. Boom, go, boom, yeah, bam. In the glory realm, there's little work. There's very little work in the glory realm. But few can carry it. And, few, and the ones that do have it only flow down one river. What do you have, Big John? She mentioned something a while ago about men's hearts, and we found this. Men's hearts failing them for fear and for looking after those things which are coming on the earth. For the powers of heaven shall be shaken. What verse is that? Uh, let's see. Luke 21, 26. Luke 21, 26. Read that again. Will you put that up on the screen, Bree, please? Okay, men's hearts failing them for fear and for looking after those things which are coming on the earth. For the powers of heaven shall be shaken. The powers of heaven shall be shaken. Do you notice? <clears throat> okay, people faint with fear. What is that? Is that the, oh, with, the forebo uh, with a foreboding of what is coming on the world. <clears throat> this is what I want to, this is what I want to, what really gets me is the powers of heaven, the, the powers of the heavens will be shaken. Now the King James says heaven, but with heaven, there are, within heaven, there are many heavens. We know that from Paul. We know that from Paul. Because Paul says, we've been blessed in the heavenly realms, meaning many realms, many heavens within God's heaven. So God's control over all and all the heavens. So what's he talking about? The fears that come on man at the end is going to be because the heavens have been shaken and the fallen angels have come to the earth. 
It's already happening more and more. God right now, God right now is already dealing with fallen angel deliverance. I'm probably the only minister in the United States that directly confronts fallen angels. I'm the only one. And, huh? Who's trained to do it? Who's trained to do it? What's happening? What are you seeing? What are you seeing? Well, my wife started travail in the second heaven years ago. Years ago. There's probably many, many intercessory secrets that she never shared with me. Never. Are, are you, I'm just using myself as an example. I'm not boasting about anything. What I'm trying to say is things are happening in this world. What I preached this morning, my intercessory cry this morning is a real deal. It's a real deal. It's time. You know, it's time that the church, that the, that the, the five-fold ministry quit trying to control the body of Christ. It's time to turn them over to the Holy Spirit. <clears throat> My point is this. Intercessors, you have a, a crazy responsibility. God wants to share the future with you. Darla, would you come up and read that prophecy? I asked, but it needs to be done. It needs to be done. You can stand under the power. Just ask him to help you. Do what Daniel did. Ask him to be able to stand under the anointing. Whoa. Huh? No. No, you're going to hold. Okay, good. That's better. You never give up the mic. I can't even read it right now. My eyes are swollen. On August the 22nd, <clears throat> let me just first say, everything here has been a witness to me of what the Lord has been uh, giving the intercessory group for a year now, and it's just been amazing. But uh, on August the 22nd, the Lord had me, I woke up and he said, I want you to tell, he calls Bruce Rabbi to me, tell Rabbi to, uh, let me find it. He said, he asked me to remind you of his goodness today. And, I, and they prayed this, they sang the song today, The Goodness of God. And so... Um, okay, just read it, because we got time, we're on time as here. As soon as I gave that to him, he gave me this word, the Lion of Judah will be traveling with you. He will be hunting, protecting, and leading you into dry places to reclaim the established territories and peoples for his glory. He is hungry to reestablish his kingdom and enhance his dominion. He is fierce and mighty. All who hear his roar through his people will know it is him. Some will be afraid, some will fight, some will join his pride and travel with you. But all will know that he has come and is there to dominate the predators already there. His powerful jaws, thundering roar, devouring teeth, and enormous presence will not be able to be ignored. For those who are with him in his family will feel safe and protected and join. But those who are not or who resist his presence will know true fear and trembling. Most of the currently occupying predators will run when he approaches, when they hear his roar. But one particular breed will stand and fight to defend the territory. The most dangerous, cunning predator will not give up so easily, for it has worked hard and long to establish its authority over this area. I see jackals and hyenas preparing for his arrival. They don't know when, but they anticipate the war within their members. I, it won't be an easy battle, but it will be victorious for the Lion of Judah, the king. Oh. I don't ever recall hearing that song before, so after I heard the word and sent the song, then I would, fell into intercession. I literally hit the floor and couldn't get up. I instantly went into a vision. Bruce, you were standing at an altar under a tent. There were several other men with you. The tent was full. All of a sudden, this song played. About 20 intercessors came out, dressed in gold, long-sleeved, long dresses. They glimmered in the light. 
they surrounded the edges of the tent, encasing all of the people. Then they started worshiping, praying, and interceding. The men at the altar broke out into preaching, prophesying, and challenging the minds and the hearts of the crowd. A great crash of thunder strikes, then lightning. The intercessors all started to roar. The people are afraid at first. Well, well, wait. Hang on to that right there. I'm going to intervene on that. You know, when when you have thunder and lightning... What you have is a positive cloud on the top and a negative cloud on the bottom. And when the, when the insulation between the two clouds can no longer keep them apart, then when the two clouds come together, there is lightning. And then after the lightning is sent, there is a thunder. In other words, the lightning goes through the atmosphere and behind it, much like a sonic boom, it makes a noise after it, it's the, the noise is actually the closing of the atmosphere. So when the point is this, what, what I get out of this is when the kingdom of God and the kingdom of darkness clash, there's going to be thunders in the clouds. There's going to be lightning in the clouds. And what's going to happen as, as, the, thunder, as the thunder comes through, what you hear is the screaming of evil as they close hell's atmosphere it the thunder the judgment comes and it penetrates and it opens a portal and it sends the evil spirits down into the abyss and when that oh shandaba and when that abyss when when they when they've traveled through the abyss then you hear the boom you hear the noise or the that's why Jesus said when they said demons were subject in, in my name, he was talking about, don't rejoice in that. But I saw Satan fall like lightning. Like lightning. A great crash of thunder strikes, then lightning. The intercessors all start to roar. The people are afraid at first. Then they start to worship. Then they cry. Then they cry out. They're shaking from the vibration of the presence of the Holy Spirit. Then it happens. Crying, gnashing teeth, deliverance, healing, salvation, and violence comes to us. Those who do not enter become enraged and have a violent thrashing and break free, running from the tent naked into the woods, cursing, spitting, and screaming. The rest who remain under the tent within the intercession ring go through an enormous violent storm in their minds, in their bodies, but in the end they each rest in the peace of God. Amen. Hallelujah. All right, let's pray. Bree, before you come up, would you put that one screen on the schedule to make sure that we pray for everything? Honey, would you pray with me, please? I need everybody to come up. We're going to lay hands on you. One of the things that you need is every year this church prays for you for this time it will be everything that God has for you with 57 93 is it 83 yep 57 83 everything whatever God has for you in 57 83 get ready you're getting ready to have it you're getting ready to have it are you ready Come on, line, line up, line up, line up, get up.